We're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mojo Moments. I'm your host, Thane Calder. And with me, the one, the only, Mark Delinsky with a J. What? (laughs) You did that well, man. (laughs) Thanks. Did you practice? No. Holy shit. Just came to me. Anyway, just get just for our uh, new listeners out there, Mo- Mark, what is Mojo Moments all about? Come on, let us in. I mean, Mojo Moments, uh, we just dive into the things that give us the most energy and uplift us the most. And I think today we're going to go into one of the tastiest forms of Mojo that we know, the poutine. The poutine is on deck. What is poutine, man? Poutine is Canada's national dish, dude. Uh, wrong. What do you mean? What do you mean? Look, my homeboy from Toronto. It ain't from Canada. It's Quebec's national dish. Last time I checked, you were part of Canada, just so you know. It, we're not getting political. I'm just just trying to point out that the Canadian national dish is something like Hawaiian pizza or or shepherd's pie or I don't know, or, or those beaver what? tail things that you guys love. I mean, I think beaver tail is coming a close second. I mean, skating along the Rideau Canal, parliament, parliament at your back, beaver tail in your mouth. Exactly. So the poutine is Quebec's dish, okay? We, we're going to end it there. That, that topic's over. So why are we talking about poutine right now? Why? Well, in February here in around the country, actually, it's poutine week. So it's a yearly festival where restaurants participate to increase their sales during the slowest season of the year, which is... February 1st to 7th, roughly. Um, And obviously with COVID, it's even slower these days. So we're going to talk about the mojo of poutine. There's nothing like a delightful poutine to pick up your spirits and then make you a little sleepy. So we're talking like everyone knows what a poutine is. So, you know, maybe... I mean, if they don't, they should get out from under their rocks and and get in line and understand this. I've been looking at the data. We have listeners from Argentina... Europe, uh, even even Europe, we're rocking it in Singapore right now, and in in Ooh. and hitting it high high notes. And s- are we legal in Singapore? Did anybody check? Are we legal in Singapore? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, anyway, they can't do anything about it. So the point is, That's true. for those listeners, they may have no idea. They're like, "What the frick?" I've joined the best podcast in the world, and they're talking about poutine, and they say it's yummy, but I don't know what that is. So describe, my friend. So poutine, for our international listeners, hello. Poutine is the combination of French fries, cheese curds, and gravy, usually organized in that order, base of French fries, cheese curds, and then gravy, creating this ensemble of deliciousness. It kind of looks like dog puke to some, but it's absolutely delightful. Now, that is the sort of traditional version of a poutine, a French fry, a cheese curd, gravy combo. Some people do get a little more extravagant by adding things. That would be a non-traditional approach to the poutine. Um, but that is basically what we're talking about here. We are talking about this delightful... Okay, wait, wait. I'm cutting you off hybrid. here. Is you're talking about... What, what the frick's a cheese curd? So I cheese know what it curds, is, but I'm just helping out the... Cheese curds, for those still curious about this dish, is basically like it's a young cheddar. So it kind of looks like popcorn, and it's instead of allowing cheddar to mature in the way it usually does, it's a process that's a lot faster, which creates a more rubbery, squeaky type of cheese that ends up being sort of popcorn-sized when it's reduced. So when you put that 
onto your bed of fries, you will then get a squeaky piece of cheese, a delightful coating of a brown gravy, and the French fry in your mouth in one fell swoop, and it is a delight. <laughs> The description you use, like, rubbery, squeaky. Everyone's like, I'm not seeing where the yummy part comes in here. But anyway, I'm good. I know it's awesome. It's the best thing ever. So let's riff a little. Um, usually have some stats and figures. Uh, before we get into all the stats and figures here, what, what in your view, makes a good poutine? Because I know you, in the past, told me you like to go a bit on the fancy end of the spectrum. So what's a good poutine for you? I mean, every, I mean, there, let this be clear. There is a traditional poutine, which is your, your strict fries, cheese curds, and gravy. That is the base. That is the traditional poutine. And for most, quite a lot, that is where the line gets drawn. There is that version, that version only, and you fight your battle for best poutine on those grounds. However, for other folks, they need to get a little more elaborate with things. So you can add whatever you want on top of these. One of my personal preferences if i'm going outside of the traditional core poutine staple is blasphemous to some in the quebec market however it would be smoked poutinery and it is a triple pork poutine where you get chipotle pulled pork some devil smoked bacon and deep fried pepperoni on top of your gravy cheese curds and fries so that is a more ornate, but you can go absolutely hog wild, so to say, in this, such as the ones that you're seeing now on the Poutine Week top five lists, which are absolutely... What are, what are, what are we seeing there, Mark? Right now, live, as of February 4th, uh, I mean, we're, we're talking about a list. I got to get, where is it? Where is my, select my location, balls to you. Uh, in the lead at the moment, yeah, I'm doing this live, is the kimchi. I'm assuming that is a sort of kimchi-topped poutine, which seems somewhat unnecessarily extravagant. There is cochon comme ta mer, mer <laughs> spelled M-E-R, like the ocean. Yeah, but that is um, so good. Dirty like your mother. Yeah, dirty like your mother. Yeah, that's how it translates from French. Cochon comme ta mer. Uh, pierogi poutine. I mean, that's in and of itself. I'm not even sure what that is. Uh, coming in in fourth at the moment is a Valentine poutine, which is interesting. So this one is shoe pastry based fries. First off, no. That's topped with cream cheese balls. No, not a poutine. Uh, berries, chocolate sauce, raspberry sauce, and a dollop of whipped cream. This is a dessert poutine. I don't think this even classifies as a poutine. The next thing you know, you're going to have beaver tail poutine or some some crazy well, thing like I mean, that. Beaver tail sandwich could be okay, cool. No, let's forget the beaver tail. I should have right. brought it up. Um, and then fifth at the moment, which again, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this, is uh, a Vietnamese braised caramel pork poutine. So you have caramel pork, you know, great. It's an Asian New Year Vietnamese thing. Fantastic. French fries, cheese curds, braised pork caramel with coconut water. And then there's an egg involved. Hats off, creativity. Like, to be honest, you know, and, and I, I've had in New York City, Bouloud, you know, the fancy chef guy, opened up a uh, kind of a, what do they call the fancy pubs? Um, uh, a gastropub, which just sounds gastro wrong. Pub. Anyone who says gastropub, you're, anyway, I'm thinking of something else. But anyway, it was this gastropub mm-hmm. uh, in New York that Bouloud was a partner in. And, uh, and they, and, and one of his partners in it was a Quebecer, so they, 
they had a poutine on there, but they, they just couldn't do a poutine. They had to put in foie gras on the poutine. And I was just like, it's not what I want, man. It's not when I'm going to the poutine, going to the poots, I ain't going for the old foie gras. Uh, that's just me. No. I'm a pretty, uh, pretty traditional guy. You know, I like my, my, my things the way they should be. So, I mean, you are a traditionalist. You don't go for this newfangled foie gras type of poutine. So for you, what is the core structure of your poutine? We've understood it's it's fries, it's gravy, it's cheese. Now break down what for you makes an important, you know, describe those elements. Okay. It's, it's, it's pretty, you know, there's a lot of good poutine out there, okay? What they, what they tend to forget is a great poutine is the following, okay? You need those fries that have been cooked a little more than usual. We're not talking McDonald's fries. You got to, we're talking a bit chunkier. They've been taken a little further. They might even be on the crispy side of, you know, almost overcooked, okay? You got a bit of that. You throw in the squeaky, squeaky curds, okay? Throw on, it's yeah, squeak. it's got to squeak. If it doesn't squeak, yeah. it doesn't And count. then you put some, you put a bit of sauce in there. At that point, okay? That's very important. The sauce is hot, but not piping boiling hot because you don't want it overly melting. You you want the outside of the curds to be saying, hey, I'm a little being, I've warmed up a little, but when you bite into the cheese curd, it should be a bit cold in the middle. It should have the squeak. You don't want the melted mozzarella story going on. Then, anyway, so we're only halfway there. And then you put some more fries on. You put a lot more curds, and then you you, you put the you, you put your gravy on top. So you almost do like a double stack. Oh yeah, you have to because you got to get a bit of this layering going on, and then you're the mistake. The mistake is having fries, curds, gravy on top because mm-hmm. you you inevitably eat your curds quite quickly, and you're going into your fry, and you're like, oh, you're kind of sad. So if you have a little hidden layer underneath there, you get through some fries and like, whoa, whoa, hello, more curds, happy again. Secondary level. And then, you know, you finish it off. And, and by the time your fries at the bottom there, they, they've gone from being that crispy. They're, they're pretty, they've, they've soaked up the gravy and you're, kind of, you're at the end, you're feeling good. And you're, you're like, I'm done. This is good. I, I'm satisfied. That's me. Because, yeah, there's a mistake that I think some people make. They either drown it in, in gravy so it becomes almost a soup, which is terrible. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. The fries have to be very crisp or else under the pressure of so much gravy and cheese, it's not going to hold up and it becomes a mush. It's a delicate balance. I think I think there should be a school dedicated just to the poutine, you know? Absolutely. Like we got, why wouldn't we? We have like sushi schools. We have... I don't know what other schools of specific foods, but I, I think we got to launch the poutine school. It's important. I mean, and, and you hit on a very important topic that I think we must discuss, and that is the double layer. Because when making nachos, one often hits this similar problem where people only do the one layer. That's a mistake. You've got to, you've got a layer. You've got to have at least two layers. Again, you, now or, you're back into the sort of... I don't care about nachos. I'm on the poutine story. Whoa. I know you can love two things, friend. <laughs> no, I'm, you know me on the food front. You know where I... I that I, is true. Very, but there is no bar snack better than a plate of nachos for a group. 
Okay. The, you that, can't you can't get a group that's poutine. A, that'll that's be a disgusting. different mojo. This is all poutine. It's the poutine week. Okay. It's it's like I don't know, it's like being at someone's birthday or their anniversary and then talking about someone else. Like you just don't do that, man. This is all about the poots right now. Don't all right, back to the poots. What's in your memory the best poutine you've ever had? See, you have a very romantic story of poutine. No, I don't. I, I, you do. Yours, you know yours, I have. Story, You've heard my story. That's the one. I've heard your story. I know your story. And your story is delightful, if somewhat twisted. But it's fine. Mine's somewhat more complicated because growing up in Toronto, poutine was like around, but it, it hadn't had a moment it, it, when I was a kid. It was kind of there. Harvey's had a poutine mm. and like whatever. Yeah. Any fast food chain having a poutine doesn't really really work unless that is what you do and then you know new york fries kind of had a poutine but they, they sold it in those like cup things that are really tall which doesn't make any sense if you're having a poutine that doesn't work either so growing up that was kind of my initiation into poutine broadly speaking until i was working as a tour guide and i got trained to be a tour guide of quebec city mm, now we're getting close <laughs> to the, the yes. see so i was then introduced straight into the heart of the debate so I was brought into the middle of Quebec City, and I was indoctrinated into the Shea Ashton School oh, yes. of Poutine. Right there on the Grand Allée, no? Or maybe they have a bunch well, of them, I, right? There's a bunch yeah. of them. There's, there's, there's one near where my wife's mother lives. There's one sort of right by the hospital where my, my wife's dad used to work. There's one on okay, Grand Allée near okay, the park. There's a whole bunch. So when you get out of the club, <laughs> hey, I know where okay. they are. I'm just saying. And I've been in fights in like most of Yeah, there's of always them. fights around. Anyway, so, that's, a, that's the 3 a.m. of Quebec City. That's the 3 a.m. of Quebec City when you're not an explicit Francophone. Mm -hmm. So some scraps get, in ha get, get involved. Um, but I would have to say that that would be one of like the, the one sort of just off Rue Saint-Jean outside the hospitals where I had like my first, this is a Quebec style poutine. And that's kind of where my heart stayed for the traditional poutine i'm with you man like so so in in you know you're in the big bad quebec city but it is it's close <laughs> to the heart mixing close it up. to the heartland but i'll tell you the best poutines are in the small towns of quebec man like seriously so i'm gonna share i you've already heard it but i'm gonna share it and nevertheless my romantic story of the poutine is uh when i was a kid uh i played hockey an inner city hockey team and uh, the Toros. Uh, and we would travel around to small towns across Quebec, Drummondville and Victoriaville and uh, yeah, Granby, you name it. Uh, anyway, and I was living at the time in this area called Sherbrooke. Anyway, the best poutine were Aryan hockey arenas. And don't ask me why. I don't know if it's the wetter comes off the Zamboni machine, maybe mixes into the to the <laughs> it sounds wrong again it's still tasty it's an element of the fumes, the fumes? Kind of anyway the you. best is in east angus quebec which is you're kind of heading towards mechanic you're 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 heading towards maine you're in the middle of nowhere it's a forestry pulp and paper town like in the middle of kind of nowhere like the next thing you know you head on the other side of town and there's moose and 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 bears and anyway in east angus it had this horrible odor because pulp and paper towns are notoriously stinky but once you got into the arena it was fine anyway they were hosting a tournament and here's the story 
obviously you, you and the poutines were in those metal you know aluminum plates and they were gigantic like you were saying earlier can't have them in a vertical oriented ob- they have to be in a wide plate no. i don't know why yeah. it just works better lots of surface area anyway long story short here's the memory and this is you know i always i knew the poutine was good and all that but at that moment in the tournament, we were either we won or a runner-up. I I don't even remember because the more important fact was when we were getting the medal, you know, put around our necks at the end of the game. We're all lined up, each team on the blue line. <laughs> they had a girl. I was about eleven at the time. A girl from the. <laughs> I still laugh. It's kind of weird. You can never do this today. They had a girl from the figure skating team who was about thirteen or fourteen, taller than all of us on her skates, coming and putting the medals around her neck. And when she would put it on around her neck, she would give us a little bizu, which is a little kiss. And, but it wasn't really on the cheek. It was on the, it was on the lips, kind of. Anyway, what, that's how I remembered it. And, and I remember she had the, the taste of poutine on her lips. And the fun fact is that you all got herpes after that, which is amazing. <laughs> and now no one's ever going to eat a poutine. After that story. So that for me, so I don't know. I know it was a great poutine, but was it because I was 11 year old and there was this 13 year old? But I think there's part of that. Like poutine is such a a perfect end of evening meal. It soaks up anything that you happen to have consumed, particularly alcoholic beverages. And and it's always in those moments of like, oh, you know what we should do? Let's go get a poutine. It's going to be great. There's elements of that as well. It's it's always associated, I think, with fun memories and enjoyable experiences. Yeah, or the or the so, day after type thing or whatever. Like yeah, and it, it, there's always something about a poutine is you don't have like when you go to what they're called here in Quebec are these uh, casse-croûte, which are like what are they canteens would be the equipment. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know the side of the road or small town canteens where you get burgers, hot dogs. You don't always get the poutine. The the poutine still remains like. It's still a bit special and heavy. Uh, it's one of those things that always has a little bit of a, a bit of a celebration tied to it. You know? Yeah. It's like I feel like it's always ten bucks. Yeah. Like in and around yeah, it's that not range. Cheap. It's always it's, that. Yeah, there's cheaper stuff on the menu cheap. for sure. Exactly. There's always cheaper stuff. There's always more expensive stuff. But the poutine's always in that sort of like, it's almost like a luxury, like a little treat. Wherever you go, it's kind of like you know what? I'm I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it today. And then there's a sort of like a moment, the special moment that you get when you have it. I don't know. I love it. So we've done our poutine rounds here. I just want to, I think there's, I have a few thoughts here. So I think we need a dedicated school to the poutine making. Like, you know, in France with wine, they have like their, what is it? The The appellation appellation thing. We got to have appellation poutine. I think first thing. There needs to be standards. I think that you're absolutely right. There needs to be standards. I'm willing to consider it a Canadian dish. If, so back to your $10 thing, on the $10 bill, we put a poutine. I think that makes sense. What's on the back of the $10 bill now? Does anybody the, have the any? Or, well, the queen's on the... It, oh, what's sh- the back or front? What makes some money in back or front? I guess it would be face first. Okay. So the back... Is the head front? I don't know what's on there. The 10? The ten? Who's on the 10 these days? I've. It's not the queen? I don't know. When was the last time you held money? That's so crazy. You said I have not <laughs> taken cash. I in my wallet today. I still have U.S. bills because the last time I had cash was just before the pandemic hit, 
I haven't been to a bank machine and taken out cash since March 2020, a year ago. That's wild. So I have no idea. I haven't looked at a $10 bill in, in, in over a year. So on that note, my friend, we're not here to talk about money. We're here to talk about the poutine. That was awesome. Looking forward to see who wins this. Uh, and maybe we'll have them on. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> why not? They, they obviously have good mojo if they're able to win. So just to wrap up, put a bow on it, the $10 bill features Viola Desmond, who we mentioned on a, or we may have mentioned previously, uh, on the front um, and on its exterior is the Canadian Museum for Human Rights on the back. Yeah, no, I, I get it, but a poutine would be... I think it's, I think it's better. Know, a, I don't know if that's much of a debate, really. No, I mean, I mean, I think more people know what a poutine is than the Canadian Museum for Human I Rights. Know, I, I know that's a good thing. But the poutine seems to be at a bit, a little higher up. Anyway, that's that's how I'm going to leave this. So that's a wrap, my friend. Um, thank you. No problem, buddy. For bringing up the poutine uh, idea. I think it's great. So uh, thank you. That's a wrap on Mojo Moments. And don't forget, stay yummy. And thank you, Chris Vallon, for playing us out. Yeah.